and oranges from beyond the pale we are here with our great friend hilarious comic and just an amazing person lee long oh thank you hello hello lee and hello to everyone listening i'm matthew one of these two hosts and i'm jack the other of these two hosts i'm sort of the oranges of apple and oranges and and i guess that would make me apples which is sort of i'm sort of like a like a tech god I'm, i'm sort of an icon yeah, and I'm just really annoying. I just want to say the music was really fun. It's like thank you. You guys should use this. made it ourselves. Really makes no. sense. Yeah. No. No, we didn't. no. It's you. No. It, like it doesn't. It does for sure have your vibe. You should use this as the background for your quiz kid show. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think the quiz kid may get frightened. It's a bit of an intense song. Oh, a little. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the quiz kid I mean, is... it's literally orange and apples, how mm. intense it can right. be. Right. It's like kids' true. music. It is essentially a nursery rhyme, but our good friend, Nate, uh, friend of the show, friend of the, friend of the life. Friend Nate of the life, friend us. of the pod. Yeah, it is music for pod. us. Nate, if you're so, listening, we'd love to have you back, man. It's been a minute. Nate, if you're listening, please come back. Um, Lee. But... Lee, yeah, well, no, we Lee, we're know. about to ask. We're about to ask you the same thing. We're, we're focused we're on to... you. We're focused okay. on you. Our current yeah, enough guest. about Nate. Enough about the past. We're here in episode the Episode number two. Forget about it. We're focused Pish. on episode number... 27. 27. Hey, yep. yay. Episode 27. That's, That's right. a while. Do you, do, do you guys do this weekly? We're going to ask bi-weekly. the questions here. Um, <laughs> bi-weekly, though. Wow, then 27. That's times... That's a year. It's yeah, we I feel like right? we're about a year into this, a little Wait, over a year I, in. Should I see when we did the first one? Maybe this is the anniversary. It's gonna be lame when it's not. It is not uh, gonna be the anniversary. I think we started last April. But um in the meantime, Lee, I'm gonna start asking the questions around here that Jack's too too preoccupied to ask. Lee, do you have any debate experience? When I was a kid in the when I was like second or third grade, that's it. But does argument count as debate? Absolutely. Are you all the time? Are you an argumentative person? Uh, I try not to be because it upsets people, (laughs) but it's fun. It's so fun. It's a lot of fun. Which is why we created this open forum to be argumentative, because I, too, I try not to be argumentative. But here I am and I'm ready to be. I get so mean and so, so, you know, so pedantic every little thing. I mean, you'll you'll see, Lee. But I get I get nasty. I get a little and, rude. And, and you're literally, and you don't need to look any forward because I have the topics for the first no debate. Oh yes, way. What is uh, so, what is this podcast? Some sort of well-oiled machine? Yeah, we're sort of about optimization here in Apples and Oranges. And without further ado, Matt, you'll be debating in favor of a decade of your choice, Lee. Alrighty. You get to pick a soup, which you will debate in favor of a soup 
Well, yeah, so I got a sort of a stew. I, you know, I honestly, I'm going to expand the category. I mean, you could also select like a broth or a, a stew. Or a stew. As well. Yeah. yeah so some okay. sort of, uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to yeah, debate Matt, in favor of, you know what the fuck it is. It's the 1970s. Let's hey. talk about the 70s. Uh, shout out to the open mic from the 70s every every Monday at uh, at 830 at the tiny cupboard. Come on by the 70s are uh, are a, a super fun decade uh, with great, uh, great culture, uh, uh, music, film, uh, the arts. They were really booming in the 70s. Um, it's a really interesting era, especially looking back 50 years. I feel like it set the stage for a lot of what people are feeling now. And like a lot of people, I think, currently want to sort of harken back to that time, you know, where things are sort of weird and uncertain and maybe a little cynical, but everyone's just trying to find the best in it. Uh, a wonderful era for mistrusting the government. Uh, uh, it's the 70s. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get deeper with my cuts later on. But uh, for now, I'll just leave it at that. The 70s, they're groovy. All right. Are you done? Yeah, that's that's sort of that Matt's my opening, opening statement. Yeah, that's Matt's opening statement. Do, have you selected a soup? Uh, does that so it's like one specific type of soup? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll go for um let me think. What is gumbo? Gumbo. I'll go gumbo. For gumbo. Great choice. Uh gumbo's great. Uh I don't even I don't even need to talk about how great it is. It's like even it's like how do I put it in words? Even vegan gumbo are not are like are great, but it's still not real gumbo. But I just think it's better than decade. This was a decade. It was 1970s. It's a time. And time is only relevant. Time and space are only relevant. So Technically, you get more time, but gumbo will only exist at a certain period of time in history, like in the grand scheme. So that's why just gumbo is better than time because it's more precious. That's that's very strong, Matt. How, how do you respond to that? The fact that soup is tangible and the decades are just ephemeral. So it, it's the fact that they're so ephemeral that I think makes them so valuable because what is soup if not a, a, a material item, a possession, but time, the way you spend that time, time is the most valuable thing in the world. Time is more valuable than money. Everyone, no matter what, is always losing time. Time is the most valuable thing in the world. And so to be able to like look back on time and to categorize it and to say uh, uh, the decade of disco, I, I think is uh, perhaps you know, more, more valuable than a, than a admittedly delicious uh, soup dish like gumbo. Uh, I have a question. Am I, are we allowed to interrupt each other? Yes, of course. Yes. At this point, not yeah. During, no. Not during the opening or closing statement. Cool. But at this point, interrupt me. <clears throat> so let me correct you on one thing. We don't lose time. You can only lose something you have. We don't have time. We have our life. That's a part of time. Time exists before we come and it continues after we come. As a matter of fact, we create a term of time to only have a measure of it, to have a sense Mm. of it as a human being. So technically, we have unlimited. There is unlimited time. 
but there is not unlimited gumbo. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd, you know, I'd prefer gumbo if it were infinite, frankly. The fact, because it's so good, I wish there were more. (laughs) But the fact that's like my big issue with gumbo in general is that it's not infinite. But you don't want to have gumbo every single day. I do. Do you really? Do you want to have, do you want, would you like to eat gumbo 24? Like we're talking about time term. This has become duck season, rabbit season. It sounds like Matt now likes gumbo. I do like gumbo. I just who, think it's not as good as the 70s. So uh, uh, let me let me just. Well, <laughs> 70s. Yeah, that that was. I know nothing about 70s. That was. Why do you want it? What about it? And also 70s where? In America? Or yeah. In other part of. Yeah. 70s in America. Tell me more about it. I don't know. That was before me. Come to America. Set a scene, Matt. I'm going to set the scene. What's that on the radio? Who's that? Why, it's none other than the likes of the Bee Gees, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie. You got the golden era of classic rock. You got Prague. You got all that stuff. You have you have New Hollywood, The Godfather, uh, 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 The Graduate. The Graduate is the 60s. Uh, the Godfather, um, the Taxi Driver, other New Hollywood films, the, the early films of Elaine May. I... The 70s was an era where artistic expression had this major boom and everyone was sort of feeling it. It was an era where where people were starting to make the turn towards like things don't have to be so good and proper all the time. We can be a little, you know, a little edgy with it. We can, you know, dress a little crasser. We can, you know, be a little ruder. We can have a little more fun. We can go out, party, do drugs. It doesn't matter. Dress a little crasser, drive a little faster. It doesn't matter. It's the 70s, baby. It's the 70s, baby. It, it, it's a, it was just a golden era for an appreciator of the, the arts and the development of culture and human expression. Gumbo erstwhile is just one meal and a tasty Matt, meal, no doubt. But it's like, I would frankly prefer a jambalaya. I'll say it. Whoa, that's, that's slander. Uh, real quick, Matt. So I just have a quick question as moderator. As the sort of chief justice of this pod, I would like to know... How come gumbo still around? The seventies are gone. Because Surely... that's the nature of time. It's ephemeral, and a decade only lasts ten years, unfortunately. But with each passing decade, we grow to like discover the greater and greater values of that decade and what made that one so good. And that's why nostalgia is so such so so vital. The thing about the nostalgia people have for the seventies versus you ask the average person, like, are you like? You know, are you are you nostalgic for a specific food item? Do you like just wish you just could get back the feeling of this specific food item? And it's like, no, not even gumbo, which is tasty. You'll probably be more likely to get it with jambalaya, of course, because it's better than gumbo. But, you know, I'm still stuck on this issue of time. What exactly is that? Time? Uh, let, me, let me quote someone, uh, a very smart songwriter from the 70s. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. OK, Lee. Then, then, then um, defend gumbo. I, I, to begin with, I, I feel like I don't need to defend gumbo in the first place. <laughs> I just want to ask do. the first uh, question. Uh, when wasn't Viet- Vietnam War happened in the seventies? No, it started in the sixties, but it was ended. It was ended in the seventies. <laughs> it's like mid seventies or later seven, like. Mid 70s. Mid 70s. I would say. Let me, Jack, could you fact check us? 
I could, but I, be... I'm kind of just content sitting here I'd watching ha- you stammer but, like so some sort let's... of freak or, or, or debater <laughs> or something. Well, look, I'd hate to be wrong about the 70s. It's a it's a fascinating decade that I'm I I personally am very fascinated with and inspired by in my life and work. But I have a, but it... I have a quick question. So, Lee, have you had gumbo before? Yes, it's Matt, awesome. You ever been to the 70s? Um, in a way, I've I've been to the 70s. Okay. I haven't. So in I, a way, I, I have because I've listened. I've put on uh, "Dark Side of the Moon" and I've closed <laughs> my eyes, and there I am. <laughs> um, I haven't, but um, as I don't know, are we? I'm gonna say this. So here's what it's like in the 70s. As a Chinese person from China, uh, have you guys heard of Cultural Revolution? That's, yes. Yes. So that happened around that time. Yikes. So, uh, but did it end in the seventies? <laughs> <laughs> but no, also, it doesn't. So that's the decade. So gumbo never hurt anybody's feelings unless mm. it's a bad gumbo. So yeah. in that term, gumbo wins. And our, also gumbo is high in protein. <laughs> I'm sure in the 70s, a lot of countries in the world are going through starvation. Yes, but oh, you somebody could, you is could... calling me. Who's oh Chris? Uh here's the deal. My friend, her apartment got robbed. No. Oh. Yeah, but uh that didn't happen in the 70s. But Gumbo didn't do that to her neither. This decade did to her. Mm. Yeah, this the twenty twenties did her dirty, but that doesn't mean that the seventies should suffer for it. Look, the like any decade, right? Like a decade of time, a block of time, it's going to be a real mixed bag, of course. But uh, you know, you could say that with any food item as well. It's a mixed bag. You don't know if the gumbo you're going to get is going to be the real deal, or it's just going to be some slop someone threw together. You know? You can thanks to Yelp. And Google reveal. Mm. You can. Yeah, but I, was, I you, you go through those and it's like, how trustworthy really are they? I would argue not really that trustworthy. Uh, like, you know, well, normally it is. So that's what it is. Uh, I was going to say something. I forgot. 70s. Yeah, the 70s, you know, you know, uh, when, you know, a time in the 70s or rather, you know, a dish that people were eating in the 70s, gumbo. And also, that's true. That's true. Our fact checker can verify that people in the 70s were, in fact, eating gumbo. Am I allowed to Google things? Of course. Okay. You're allowed to Google things. So let me see. 70s to 70s in America. 70s in America, we it was the era of Nixon, and oh, he was killing. Oh, we, it. we we liked Nixon because he visited China and he broke yeah. the Cold War. He was Nixon was like so cool with China. He was like he's like a stone cold player for real. And I I you know very very cool nice guy never had anything bad to say about anyone Richard Nixon. And uh, <laughs> uh, look he really set the tone for what the seventies w- were. We had like big turnarounds with like U.S. presidents in the seventies, just like one right after the other. So like we really got to experience like a nation under several different regimes. It wasn't like one person's view on everything stretching out over a whole decade like we have now. You know two term presidents. 
you know, just like long stretches and it's so obnoxious and it's like you get sick of them very fast. Not the 70s, though. Boom, boom, boom. By the end of the 70s, you had four different presidents. By the time Reagan was elected, 1980, four different presidents. I'll have to say I'm just looking up Gumbo origin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Background. Uh, Gumbo, Louisiana. That's right. It existed before the origin started before even the 90s, even the 1900. It actually started That's around right. um, 70, 62. So I just have to mention the foods that were very popular in the 70s specifically, which rival gumbo, because, yes, gumbo is good and it's Gumbo's old. great. Gumbo's great and it's old. So it's been around. Right. But, you know, a, a decade, you look at the specific like what what foods can you get at from that decade? You know, and often it's trend foods. But then you get some really great stuff like fondue. Fondue is amazing. <laughs> it's like a whole type. It's a genre. It is a genre of food. And that's the 70s. That's all. Is 70s. fondue a genre, a genre of food? Yeah, because it's like you can do all sorts a format of, things. of food. Well, okay, so there's 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 like the appetizer uh, uh, fondue cheese. There is the main meal, you know, you dip things in the cheese. Then there's the main meal where it's like you're you're basically cooking your your meats live. But that's like hot pot. I don't know if I'd consider that fondue. I'd consider that fondue. Okay, Jack, I'd consider that fondue. And then <laughs> and, and then you chocolate get to, fondue. And then and then yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then you got the chocolates in the fondue. So you got all that. And then you also get some wonderful other meals like chicken cacciatore, you know, which, you know, much more popular in the 70s than, you know, than it is today, which just shows we need to go back. We need to bring David Bowie back to life. I think we should. I'm ready for closing statements. Okay. Yeah, I. I don't know much about 70s of America. And I think Maddie won this round, or the, is there going to be another round? There's going to be there, there's going to be another round, be round where, where I debate you. Okay, um, cool. But 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 just go ahead and, and and do a closing argument, Matt. I just want to okay. say, oh, sorry. Or, no, 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 no. Finish yours. Okay. Uh, phone. Oh no, not fondue. Gumbo is great. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right. Um, I'll just mention, um, you know, uh, uh, Lee, that was a, that was a, a valiant uh, debate, but I think gumbo doesn't hold a candle to the, the rich, you know, cultural world of the 1970s. Um, not to mention all the great foods that were particularly popular back then. Uh, uh, not to mention it's not even as good as jambalaya. And you said yourself, you think I won the debate. And frankly, so do I. And now I so yield my time. The thing is, do I clap Matt, for I, I, I thought I'll clap. Uh, but that aside, I Matt, I think you Matt, you, you took the dub. But here's the thing, L- Lee, at the beginning, uh, Matt, like you, you came out swinging with the idea that the '70s is just doesn't. I mean, it's a time, you know. Oh yeah, and, you, and that you, gave you... <laughs> that that put Matt in a hole that that I think you know you spent the whole the whole debate getting out of and finally rising through. Uh, but it's a great opening. Yeah, very strong, you know. But, yeah. Uh, we and keep now this speaking thing going. of 
And speaking of keeping it going, and speaking of openings, I just opens the envelope that uh, the envelope that was handed to me by my uh, by our lovely assistant uh, Copernicus, uh, mm. uh, who's been kind of running the machines on my end. Uh, so thank uh, thanks Copernicus. Uh, you can take your break now. Um, so I just got hands of this envelope, and I'm just going to crack this open and see what the <laughs> topics are here. Let's see. That's right, Jack. You'll be arguing in favor of a Jewish holiday. Okay. And Lee, you'll be arguing in favor of a leisure activity, something you do for fun. Oh. So now I'm going to vamp for a little bit. Yeah. Copernicus? No, yeah, you can just... Yeah, you can take 10, no problem. Hey, just be back in before we're done with the debates. We might need your help, like, exporting and stuff. No, no, you enjoy. All right. All right, I'll see you later. All um, right, Copernicus is just person? taking us... Yeah, a completely real person. He's our assistant. He's, he's taking a smoke break. Yeah, our assistant Copernicus is having a bit of a smoke. I've got my, uh, I mean, speaking of smoke, I'm not to smoke Lee in this debate. I've got an amazing Jewish holiday in the works up my sleeve. But if Lee wants to do first opening statement, that's fine. I'm a gentleman. I'll let me go. No, but, you go ahead. Uh, okay. At the meantime, I can Google what that holiday is to, uh, to okay. be educated at the same time. You go my, ahead. My Jewish holiday is Hanukkah. Just oh, fucking goaded. It's 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 multiple nights. <laughs> How many, Jack? Um, you know, I bet they're probably nine nights. You know, that wasn't correct, but keep going. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's let's get this thing going. Hold on. It's eight, but you know eight. Then why are there nine candles in the menorah? Because one they're of just... them is to light the other eight candles. It doesn't matter. Keep going. And that's exactly why I think Hanukkah is so great, because you know when you're when you're really getting to the weeds of it aren't we all at the end of the day just candles lighting each other like i was out right there matt lit me back up and i was questioning the importance of even having that extra candle and the same way i the other day i was questioning why even have matt on this pot i could do this bitch myself i could just this could be oranges but then it's like who, 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 i'm moderating i'm yeah, moderating moder- exactly right exactly and so <laughs> that's sort of like the message of hanukkah as well right like uh, you know, if, if it were a, like, I think if it were a sort of holiday fable, uh, 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 like if there were a Hanukkah themed movie, it would sort of just have the arc that we just described me, evil, <laughs> unlit candle trying to, you know, muscle you, you out of my enterprise and then you shining bright candle put the life back in my life. And for that reason, I mean. Come on. You get presents. <laughs> <laughs> and I yield my time. Lee. Okay. Uh my leisure activity is uh Korean spa day. Mm. Like spend a day at Korean spa. To begin with, it's uh it's soft, it's self-care, so it's great. And uh, if you've never been there before, to begin with the first time, you'll get surprised because everybody in there are naked. Everybody. And it's good to have a surprise because most people love surprise. Yeah. And and you get to see a lot of uh, naked Korean aunties and uncles. It's very liberating because I don't know. I felt like I should pick a different one, but I thought this would be fun. But let's keep going. 
um, pretty aunties, they stare at you. It makes you stop caring about what other people. So the only way you shut them down is you stop caring about how other people think of you.、Mm. And the Korean aunties are judgmental. You can tell from their eyes. So that's another step for you. Don't care about other people's judgments about you. And also, of course, with all the health benefits, you um, you take a long bath, and also you go you like well, also later on you put on clothes, but then you go to the spa dome, and you just lie down, you meditate in there, and there are you lie in the closed up little dome, little tent, and it feels good. So a、uh, Korean spa day. Um, and、uh, Hanukkah. I mean, you get that once a year, and、uh, Christmas. You can do it every month, and Korean aunties in there will also give you a little booklet to show you, uh, to like this is cheaper if you buy the whole booklet, but it's like five hundred dollars. So you gotta make financial choices, but that's it done. Okay. You guys wow. Well, those are some、that. great opening statements、uh, yeah. from both of you. Both interesting, good, and flawed opening statements from both of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I always say, you know, Hanukkah. It's eight days and nights of surprises, of dreams. And Lee was trying to say, oh, you know, so fun to see a naked person. Surprisingly, I'd much rather just have presents, eight of them. And I'd also rather, I would also just rather like, I'd also just like to point out that, Matt. Let's be honest. Are you really about to say that you prefer a Korean spa day over Hanukkah? Well, I'm an impartial you, moderator, so I could. So here's the thing: if you, you want、though. to, you can give yourself a present every day because it's still small presents, right? But you cannot do Korean spa day every every day. Because、yeah, uh, what about it's gonna but, tire you out. So, but you, you could just enjoy your... Hanukkah esque things every day. You know, you could just like spin the dreidel, eat some some oil based foods, some some latkes. Wow, I was about to say name an example. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's、go. my question for you two.、Um, talk to me about a Korean spa day as a Hanukkah gift. Good, bad, and what's better? The floor's open. Who's the receiver? Uh, me. Let's say it's it's Hanukkah, and you two really want to get me a good Hanukkah gift to show your support for、uh, you know my Jewish upbringing. So you want to get me a nice gift, and and、uh, the decision you you come to is to get me a Korean spa day. Talk to me about that, like as a Hanukkah gift. Both of you, go ahead, Lee. Okay.、Um, I think you'll love it because to begin with, you gotta have a relaxing day. You gotta just lie around all day, and、um, that to begin with, have time for yourself and to yourself. That's the best gift other people can give you. They give you space to chill, and also there's great Korean food in that in a lot of Korean spas. So why not? And it's authentic Korean food because it's all made by judgmental Korean aunties. So so uh, it's great. You should do、I'm- it. And I, look, I agree that it is great. It's a good gift. But the thing about holidays is, is that it's not necessarily about 
Like, how can the gift be better than the holiday itself? Like, that's impossible. Like, that, that ruins the whole point. Because surely, like, yeah, it would be a good gift, theoretically, for Hanukkah. But it's still not better than Hanukkah, you know, the sum of Hanukkah. In addition, I could just name better gifts, right? Like, what if you went and had dinner with the cast of Tatan at it's Nobu? My favorite movie. Less. Yeah, no, I didn't know chill, that. That's uh, well, I think it's just a movie I pulled of, out of nowhere. That's okay? of knowledge. Okay, I don't know that much about him. I don't know what's his favorite movie. What's your favorite food? Korean uh, food at Christmas. What? All right, what was it? I said latkes. <laughs> uh, no, you know, probably gumbo. <laughs> okay, well, look, it, so, so. What we pretty much just established here is that the sum is greater than the parts. And Korean spas are sort of a part of Hanukkah, as we've established in the canon of apples and oranges. <laughs> well, I just I have, a, I have a question for you, Lee. So so then, yeah, what what makes, you know, this, you know, it sounds very relaxing a day at a Korean spa. I, I personally have never been. What makes that better than, you know, uh, uh, celebrating a, a holiday with your family? Uh, to begin with, Hanukkah is not a holiday to celebrate to for me to celebrate with my family. Um, and also, um, Korean because you're not spa- Jewish. Yeah, Korean spa is for everybody, and Hanukkah is not technically for everybody. Mm. So sharing is loving. You know what I mean? Holiday for certain ethnicities are not necessarily for sharing. If you sh- if other people share that, that kind will become appropriating. But Korean spa is for everybody. Everybody get there. That's called support Asian business. Well, look. <laughs> McDonald's is on every corner. That doesn't mean it's better. Nobu is exclusive, like Hanukkah. What's Therefore, Nobu? it has value. Nobu is just one of the finest dining establishments. Oh, in all I think of- I've heard of it, but it's yeah. different. Nobu, they're like they're famous, but there's not really. Oh yeah, chain. like Hanukkah's famous, pretty famous. Hanukkah is very yeah. famous. Paul Rudd celebrates uh, Hanukkah, <laughs> but is fame real though? Oh my but god! Like the seventies fame is not real. You're right. A very existential once again, <laughs> Lee. Now you have to cope with that, Jack. Well, in the same way that Hanukkah is not really real, right? Like Hanukkah is just what the like fuck, Jack. Well, look, hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the same argument as the seventies. You know, it's like all it's it's just this ephemeral, beautiful thing that's made up of a bunch of you know little pieces of magic, right? And then it comes together to be Hanukkah. Like I can't I can't point to Hanukkah, you know, but I can point to a Korean spa. The same way I can point to Gumbo, uh, uh, the inferior, for being tangible, as proven by the precedent set in mm-hmm. uh, uh, the previous Apples and Oranges debate, Matt v. Lee, uh, 70s v. Gumbo. Yeah. Very upsetting news come out about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it, very interesting. I, you know, this has been a very interesting debate thus far. But uh, I think I'm ready to hear a closing statement from each of you. I'll oblige. Oh. I'll oblige, Matt. All you had to do is ask. And I'll I gladly, did. And I'll gladly give you a, just a nice little closer. Um, so Throw me a bone, Jack. Throw me a I bone, will. wrap it up, and call it a Hanukkah gift. I'm just kidding, <laughs> folks. Please continue. <laughs> um, Matt will be here all week. 
uh, uh, listeners, by the way. I will um, be. I'm going to be sitting in the Zoom recording waiting for someone who listens to the podcast to sort of join up uh, military style. Yeah. Um, come on. What's better than a holiday? A spa day is too indulgent. It's too too luxurious. It's treating yourself. You, we don't deserve anything. We only deserve <laughs> to repent and and to just, you know, be together with the family and, and celebrate Hanukkah because <sighs> What 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 is life if not those eight nights? I yield my time. <laughs> wow, powerful! Uh, you've clearly read the Talmud. Um, yes, <laughs> Lee, your closing statement. Okay, uh, here's the deal. I think as a speak in general, uh, Korean spa day. What do you do there? What's the why do you go there if you go there? To feel uncomfortable. That's for you. Speak for yourself. But for most <laughs> people, for. Um, this is my closing statement. This is yeah, my time. Jack, <laughs> Jack, sit in the corner. Sit in the corner, Jack. Okay, According to Google reveal, most people go into Korean spa and they come out feel really relaxed. They feel better about themselves. They feel better. They feel like they're ready to do anything. But uh, Hanukkah is um, it's not for everybody because it's not everybody's holiday. So not everybody will come out feeling great. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, so also, I assume it's a family holiday. Not everybody is a big fan of family holiday. But who isn't a big fan of self-care and feeling relaxed and ready to go for more challenges in life. So uh, that's why Korean Spa Day is better than Hanukkah. No offense, but it just in general. This has been a very interesting debate. I, you know, I think you've both had some bungles and some goofs along the way on this one. <laughs> um, and I, no, I, I would say, as uh, 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 you know, uh, just Jack with your la- general lack of knowledge of Hanukkah. Um, but what what I'll and say I may, and I is I still managed to I don't get know the much win. About it Thank either. you. I've got the next topics lined up. Well, right well here. hold I got on, the hold win. on. What? Hold on. What? I'll say I'll say there was a point for a while, Jack, where it seemed like you were really <laughs> leading. Um, but as far as closing statements go, which really sunk it for me, I got to give it to Lee. Did you not Thank hear you. the rhyme that I made though? <laughs> no, yeah. No. Uh, and frankly, I could say it again. Could, would and it all you? Your, including all these these key details, such as repentance, which is I'm sorry, buddy. That's that was Yom separate. Kippur. That's that Yom was, Kippur. That's not that's not Hanukkah. That was separate from Hanukkah. That was just in general. That's just sort of my uh, the, my POV with the lens of which I was applying the the, the argument of Hanukkah through. Sure. Pishikaka. Pishikaka. Could you could you be swayed? No. OK, then I've got the next topics. Uh, <laughs> look. Let's Coming up it. for the final debate of this 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 pod, let's check the scoreboard right now. We have Matt one, we have Lee one. We're sort of about to have this tiebreaker right now. It seems uh, oh, yeah. I'm pretty anxious because let's be honest, I got my ass handed to me there. I thought Hanukkah was a food before this debate. I just digest. Uh, me thinks we've got these topics. Um, Matt, you will be debating in favor of a work of art. Lee, you will debate a tourist destination. And I guess I'll just vamp. 
All right. I've got a work of art for oh, us fuck. today. All right. Spit it. And my work of art that I'm going to be arguing in favor. So work of art, of course, is very broad. And, you know, you could really go so many different ways with it. But I thought I would go somewhat traditionalist, even with my uh, famously subversive edge to things by, uh, uh, you know, uh, picking a painting. Uh, which painting am I picking as my go-to work of art? The the best work of art and better than any, uh, I already forgot what Lee's topic is. Um, <laughs> but I'll just say it. The Treachery of Images by Rene Magritte. The Treachery oh, of Images. How do you spell it? Uh, treachery. I'm going to uh, drop it in the chat as well. Hold on. Treachery okay. of Images. I don't know Maybe I'll make it my background. So the Treachery is. of Images, just for the listeners back at home, the Treachery of Images, it is, it's on a sort of an, uh, I wouldn't call it an eggshell background. It's sort of like a, a beige background. Y'all, it's, it's drawing... really just a cigar pipe. Nope. It's a drawing of a, it's a painting of a pipe. And then underneath, underneath, written in French is, Ceci, excuse me, Ceci n'est pas un pipe. Translated into English is, this is not a pipe. Uh, I think it is, uh, it, you know, it stands up today as just a brilliant example of, uh, uh, you know, surrealism and postmodernism in visual art. Uh, it shows you a pipe and it says this is not a pipe because it isn't a pipe. It's an image of a pipe. It is, it's a huge commentary on the idea of art itself and the distinction between a depiction of something and that actual thing. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and I yield my time. Very cool. It's sort of like the Deadpool of paintings. Exactly. Uh, let's hear Lee's tourist destination. Okay. Uh, the tourist destination, uh, I I think is better than Treachery of Images, is uh, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because Treachery of Images oh! lives there. Wow. So that's very good. If uh that's sort I of think a that can even do it's sort of a it's near, almost a dub on technicality. Let's see how Matt gets well, out of this well, one, ladies let, and gentlemen. Well, watch me watch me dunk this, but please your opening statement continue. Uh that's it. I don't think I need more. Your turn. Will oh, Matt get out it. of this one? Find out our next episode of Apples and Oranges. You're gonna find out on this episode. No, get yeah, that out are. of here. Get I that know, out of here. Kidding. All I'm right. Just kidding. But this okay. episode is brought to you by Apples and Oranges. It's the podcast where we debate disparate things uh, and topics. You know, they pay us to plug it. And yeah, and- I'm I'm paying top dollar for you to interrupt my debate. So basically, the the the. LACMA or the Los Angeles County Museum of Art certainly has plenty of uh, pieces of art in it, in it, but I would say the best art isn't just, you know, experienced once, but it's one that sits with you and lives with you. You can enjoy seeing the treachery of images at the, you know, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, no doubt, but that's not where you're going to get the most out of it. The most you get out of it is going to be the way it sits with you, the way you think about it, the way you keep revisiting it. Los Angeles Museum of Art, it's like a cool, you know, cool experience. Probably you see that painting, you probably see some other good art, but what, what else is it? You know, all it's doing is planting seeds. You don't even get to see those trees grow until way later when you're at home. The ideal, you know, the, the ideal tourist destination is one that you can really enjoy in the moment, one that you can really like live in the moment and be at and say, I couldn't, you know what I mean? I couldn't just look at a picture of this. I have to be here, you know? 
uh, uh, the Grand Canyon, the Great Wall of China, the the you know those uh, those giant trees in California, beautiful beautiful nature, and instead you're going to museum to 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 what get intellectual, think about some art. But Seems Matt, like a... aren't you aren't you debating in favor of a painting? Yeah, and the painting over the museum, <laughs> not other tourist destinations. Well, well, I'm get, let me get to that though. So it's so it's not the so for that reason it's not the ideal tourist destination, but but then but then let's go macro. Let's go bigger. Let's go a, a, an outer shell greater, right? Valence electron, whatever, bigger. What's so that's the the best case scenario for a tourist destination, but the best case scenario for art is the opposite. It's, it's your choice to choose. It's your choice to treat your experience there as this is just a tourist destination, or you treat it as a enlightenment journey with art. So it's your choice. If I don't think being in the museum is like is very touristy, uh, do you? Well, sure. Muse- tourists go to museums all the time. That's well, like it's your I'd choice say... to feel like a tourist or not, or to enjoy the art. And also, uh, am I supposed to interrupt you? You can interrupt me. I don't like it, but you can do it. Okay, you keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, like no, 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 no. You you can interrupt me. I, what what I'll say though is the 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 treachery of of image. Like, what's so great about that, and what I think makes it sort of a the best you know piece of art, this sort of transient you know, all time, it's sort of, it's above everything else is it's a commentary on the nature of art itself to such an extreme degree that like, you don't even have to see it in person to appreciate it, to feel its impact. I've never been to the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. I've never seen the treachery of images with my own eyes, but it has impacted me to such a degree because it's, it's the ideas behind it. It's what you get from thinking about it. To go there and to see it, you're not gonna get much more out of it than to see an image of it online. I see. So what you actually um, enjoy is not the art. What you actually enjoy is how this art makes you feel in your consciousness. And that is you the don't, art. But you don't actually enjoy the art because if you enjoy the art, you will want to be there. You will want to see the texture on the canvas and you want to see how like how it changes in a different light. And you don't get that just by looking at inter- pictures on internet because to begin with pictures on internet they have different colors because they have different resolutions so what you appreciate is what's in your head but you can broaden that experience so much more by being in the museum because you don't get to just enjoy that one art you got to enjoy the whole experience being in this museum of full of art pieces that's full of like textures like changes with light with different reflections so you're actually missing out the whole experience just by appreciating this art in your consciousness. So to a, to a degree, you know, I, I, I agree with some of the, the ideas that are being presented here uh, uh, by my, the person I'm debating against here, Lilan. But uh, I, I got to push back. I got to. It's my job. So, <laughs> you know, 
to yeah like you know generally speaking yeah you know you go there you see it in person you see it on, under all this different light what i think makes the treachery of images so different is that you don't need that to get the full appreciation out of it it's it's a very it's it's this broader bigger more more intellectual intellectualized you know idea behind the art you know it's not just it's not just great because it's beautiful it's 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 great because of what it makes you think and what it makes you feel and the questions it makes you ask and the conversations it starts and you can get that by seeing it in person at the, you know, at the LACMA, but not everyone has, has, you know, the access, the funds to go on a trip. Let's say you live anywhere else, you know, you know, you might, you might not be able to go on a trip there, you know, but you still want to appreciate, you want to have an understanding of the art. You can look at the image, see that and have all those conversations all the same. But then are you debating, are you, wait, hold on. Are you debating the treachery of images or an image on Google of the treachery of images. Oh, that is the question it asked. Ceci Nepal and treachery of images. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, go ahead. This podcast is just getting too meta for my liking. I just... So I so what I think we need to do is like we need to do a podcast episode where we're just sort of saying like uh like this is not us speaking over and over. And that's sort of going to, that's going to be called the treachery of sounds. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be recordings of us saying, this is not us speaking. This is not us speaking. It's like, this is it not isn't. my voice. This, this is, is not, not my voice. Because it isn't. And yeah, it'll really you're... make you think. But if we did that, it would be derivative of Rene Magritte's brilliant work. That was 1929. That was 1929 when he did Yeah, that. not even 100 years ago. It's still ripe. I think we should jump on this before 29. It's still incredibly relevant. You know, the, the, the LA CMA, I mean, meanwhile, you know, they had to acquire it like years after it's existed for years but outside isn't the, of the, but isn't, but isn't the fact like the LCMA argument in my mind is like, you know, Hold you on, should don't go there and see it yourself. Don't you argue li- for Lee. It's found no, 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 no. I'm just giving you my, my thinking. And uh... 61. So there's already a gap of several years before even the invention, before the opening of this museum. And, you know, and this this piece, this brilliant piece existing. Uh, not a pipe and the wind and this. I, I don't. The thing is. I I'll change my strategy. Uh, you know what can happen to this art? To this painting, it can be burned. And it still won't be a pipe. You know what can happen to the museum? It can be burned too. Mm. But it won't be a museum anymore. It will be a huge shame. It'll be a pile of ash. No, there are a lot of bricks. And bricks won't necessarily be burned to ash. But if the museum got burned... Including this painting, a lot of others, a lot of other paintings, paintings will get burnt, and it will be a very poetic shame. But if this is one painting, there are I looked up there are fifteen, there are fifteen thousand paintings in that museum. So, it's, if the whole museum got burnt, it's, it's fifteen thousand times of poetic shame over just the treachery of images got burned you know what i mean does that make sense so you're you're discussing the quantitative value of all the works in that museum i I, is what you're saying emotional value emotional value yeah 
Well, well, certainly there is other art in that museum and people are going to be attached to that. But like the thing about a lot of the, those works is that when they're burnt, when, you know, when you burn a lot of these, these works, that's it. Those feelings that you can, you know, that you can really feel, you know, they're, they're gone. And it's like people, future generations are denied. You know what I mean? What you can get out of that painting. And it's just, what do you mean? Future generations are denied. If it got burnt. This, you know, this painting that you really Destroy. need to be there. You need to see it under all these different lights, you know, and like uh, to really see the brushstrokes. And that's the most important thing about it, to see the visual beauty represented. And that got burnt. Then that is a then that would the burning of it would be a denial for future generations. They will never be able to, to see that that beautiful piece of art. Treachery well, of images. But you, mm -hmm. If the treachery of images gets burnt, people will still be able to appreciate it because of the the the. The deeper significance of it it's not just emotions it's not just raw untapped emotion put onto the onto the you know the art onto the um you know onto the the frame it is it, it's it's a thought process it's a conversation wrapped up in a single you know postmodern image i think i'm ready for closing statements okay should i go first or maddie goes first if you'd like lee i could also go first you go first. I'll go first. Okay. What makes the treachery of images so special is that it transcends what it means to be a painting. Um, it, what it means to be a piece of art. Um, it is not just a painting. Um, it's a commentary on the very nature of art uh, what it, and what it means for art to exist and what, it, what, what the idea of representation uh, as, as a basic idea at the, the foundation of art. Um, it's huge. It is, it is just a, a massive like ball of twine of interesting ideas that you can just keep unfurling and talk about forever and ever and ever. And it's so kind of silly and pretentious, but it's like, it, it's fascinating. You could just keep, keep, keep talking about it. Um, and on the other hand, that museum is just full of other art and it's like, you know, it's nice, but uh, that that's it. You know, it's not a. Uh, you're not going to get the same bits out of it as all those other pieces of art. You're not getting the same thing. It's a bit of a raw deal, if you if you pick that over the treachery of images. Um. Um. To be honest, um, I really need to go to the bathroom because it's been like a while. <clears throat> but I'll say then this. No, no. Then, then go to the bathroom. We'll entertain okay. for a bit. This will be the okay, we'll entertain. We'll entertain okay, our, cool. our other guests. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. Sure. All right. So we're going to take a bit of an intermission here. I don't think we've ever done this on the podcast before. No, this so, is a special moment. We're just going to boo out and vamp and chill. We're just going to talk look, about you know, most, stuff. Hold on. Most podcasts would be like, oh, we're just going to edit it. Nah, that's bullshit. Nah, we're raw. Nah, we're raw. Um, yeah, I guess uh, let's think about who would we like to shout out? Now's the shout out time. Yeah, let's shout out shout our out. last week's guest, Grace. Yes. Uh, Maxim for setting up Lee on the, you know, on the computer and, you know, helping her out. Maxim and uh, Lee's cats. You've just kind of been walking through the background every little bit. I want to shout. We talked about it briefly before, but I want to shout out to Tan. Uh, it's, I saw it a few months ago. I think about it constantly. Best damn movie. Oh, and we're back. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, my closing, closing statement. Okay, closing statement. Um, if I was a villain <laughs> and in the movie, and I have to like assemble a team and do a lot of like badass stuff, I would not just steal that one painting. 
You know what I mean? My target will not just be one the treasury of images. My target will be the whole museum. In that term, I think the museum is better done. So this debate was interesting because I feel like it was sort of the opposite of the other ones where Matthew. Well, I guess Matthew did dig out of a pretty deep hole, but I think Lee, you dug yourself into a hole. <laughs> but I love the initial argument. I have to give it to Maddie. I just was so lost in the treachery of images, and I found myself becoming, dare I say, pretentious. And yeah, look, I I I I appreciate the technicality, and I wanted to give you the dub for doing the L A C M A. But I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself to. That's okay. You know, we kind of have a rule on the podcast, which is, um, uh, you know, the the casino always wins. The house always uh, wins. The house always <laughs> wins. So if, if if that's any consolation, that is probably the only reason I won. Um, Lee, fierce debating today. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Uh, do you have anything you would like to uh, plug? Perhaps let us let our our, our dear dear uh, seven listeners know where they can find you. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I want Pomeranians and uh, keep your masks on. Getting COVID uh, with symptoms sucks. That's it. Right. I would also I'd like to plug um, COVID. I had COVID. I think it's good. I think everyone should get it. I, uh, Lee has it right now. It's awesome. Uh, you know, agree to disagree, of course, it's a matter of opinion, but I, I love COVID. It was a really good time for me. Uh, yeah. uh so I'm going to plug COVID. Um, and I'll say, Dr. Fauci, mind your own damn business. Yeah, Fauci, shut up. COVID is friends of the pod. We are, <laughs> and it also, Ben Shapiro. It's been a minute since we've challenged you, but, but you're still in our mind, Ben Shapiro. You're living in my mind rent-free, Ben Shapiro. Please come on our podcast. Yeah, we would love to just wash the floor with you, Ben Shapiro. We'd, we'd love to wash your back and your feet and then generally put you in a wash basin and get you bubbly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know what? I'd love to get bubbly with all these listeners. Thank you all for listening. Um, hey. Take care. Have a have a blessed time and just tell tell someone that you love them. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I just have to stop real quick. Just so you all know, that's actually not the theme song. That that's a recording of the theme song that you're listening to. Ha 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 